0: .fm to get started. Peace
1: Welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley.
0: Good morning. My name is Seth Studley, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 57, titled Initiating Sex, Stopping the Cycle of Anger and Intimacy After Infidelity.
1: If you're new here, welcome. We have over 270 episodes about all things marriage-related because we love healthy marriages, and we had a crappy one, and we don't want you to have a crappy one. So thank you for joining us. We hope that we will help you have a great marriage. And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. We love love audiobooks right now i am reading the explosive child mm. and it's really phenomenal already mm. and uh so we encourage you to go to dot com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us because we love you so please do that it's actually a great way to support our show yeah and you get a free thing
0: so. support our show and grow
1: Oh, your brain.
0: Hey, look, Russell Crowe is outside. I know
1: there he is. Okay. Anyway, so let's read a review of the day and then we're going to do a little bit of an update.
0: That's right. So can you read it?
1: Oh, sure. It is kind of long. Um, it's, it's more a like a one, story. Though. It's really good, though. It says, Dear Seth and Melanie, I've been listening to your podcast for months now and, of course, give you a five-star review because you're both amazing. I did not leave a review because, until now, I hadn't really been able to articulate my feelings about how Anatomy of Marriage has been a godsend to my life. When I first started listening, I jumped into season two and then daily q and this week. This week, I finished listening to season one. How you both share losing your love and reason... What? I don't can't read. Then gaining self discovery and finally your recovery has a depth and breadth has uh, has a depth and breadth has a found profound impact on me. Oh my gosh, I cannot
0: read. Where are you at? <laughs> and I'll cover.
1: My husband and I love each other so much, but have childhoods and past relationships which have been mangled, oh my gosh, which, have, which mang- have
0: mangled our ability to trust, express ourselves without fear, and process the pain we've caused in our marriage. It's been brutal. There is so much of our a- agonizing marriage that sadly mirrors what you guys have gone through in yours. So listening to your consistent message of emotional intelligence in the face of all you've been through carries so much weight with me. You guys order the chaos. I feel like you are helping me rewire my brain to experience my marriage in a healthy, positive way. For so long, there has been a drumbeat of negativity, resentment, and victimhood running through both of our minds and narr- narrative narrating a tragedy. Now I can hear a love song. Our story has inevitable inevitable ups and downs and we're not alone. Your well researched, varied format, humorous and loving podcast has helped me see my relationship in a holistic way. I feel like I can always rely on listening to you and find yet another great facet for growing my mindset, taking responsibility for my flaws and misdeeds, and understand the dynamics of my husband's mindset as well. Man, this is an awesome review. This is super articulate. Because, here's the thing. I've been with my husband for 24 years. We lived through affairs, porn, verbal, and even the rare but hideous physical abuse, an abortion, a miscarriage, sickness, depression, dying parents, suicides, losing business, and staving off foreclosure. 20 years of raising a daughter, four crappy marriage counselors, all combined with wonderful travel, parenthood, family, and friends, living in a beautiful place, loving no, loving to laugh together, make love, and all the fun stuff. So, that, so, the perspective I need on, on my marriage after all these highs and lows is and always will be crucial. All your hard work and huge hearts provide me with healing and wisdom every day. I don't just get my relationship with my husband better. I understand all my relationships better. Family, friends, business, etc. Thank you. Thank you for turning the most painful time in your lives to the most healing, positive gift for the pod-listening world. You often say that people should not be ashamed at having relationship stress. Like mental illness, I believe that's true. Problems in any partnership are bound to come, but the worse they are, the more we hide them. I have no doubt that your generation of information of, share, information, of sharing. information sharing will vastly improve life, and it's not too late for middle-aged people like me and my husband. Your pod is rich with happiness seeds that plant love, and I believe will grow and ever radiate, truly making our earth a better place with each episode. Sincerely, Elizabeth. Wow. That's
1: an amazing review.
0: That's crazy. Christina says, "I'm not crying. You're crying." <laughs> <laughs> it, that and Kenan says that's beautiful. I know this review. I'm glad that you said to read it first. Yeah. So um this is wild. 7000
1: points to Gryffindor.
0: Jeez, infinite to Gryffindor yeah. and infinite to Elizabeth and her 24-year-old marriage mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all the stuff that they've gone through and like that is inspiring. So mm-hmm. like we said before, when you write a review, it not only helps get traction on the show, it also inspires other people. So It if inspires you want to, us also. If you want to contribute just to, I don't know, the show and contribute to the other thousands of people that listen, you actually can by writing a, a review uh-huh. and sharing your feelings. I don't care if it's a one-star review. It doesn't matter. But you're sharing your feelings and you're normalizing all this stuff. And this is what we're doing. And I wrote a quote. Um, uh, what we normalize, we... Uh, oh, crap. I even created the quote and I can't remember it um what we i'll think of we it later. accept what we normalize We accept what we normalize are, um and that's good and bad growing up family board and stuff so this is really mm-hmm. cool <laughs> christina all the twos are teary-eyed for sure <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i think what i loved about <clears throat> this review and it goes right into so we're going to do an update about what's been going on in our life because it's mm. been really crazy here and and we can do this because our kids aren't home so that's kind of a helpful point mm. but so it says um, somewhere in here, it says like the harder stuff is, the more we hide it. Mm. Um, and that's very true. That's what was going on in season one of our marriage. Like the harder our relationship was, the worse I was treating Seth, the more we hid that from people. Mm-hmm. And the, it, and that was really, really damaging. And so I think like just the idea of like, we need to be able to share these things and have community around them and have a um, like a village, like a, a village of people helping and supporting. Mm-hmm. And so this it, like we are part of your village, if that makes sense. Um, I like the word tribe, that's okay, but village sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. and um, and and so I just wanted to p- point that out because that goes right into us sharing an update of what's going on in our life. If you're in the women's group, um you are aware of the like mental health stuff that they're not, I don't know what we would say it family stuff family that's been going stuff, on in yeah. our life right now so our middle kid and he's a lovely lad <laughs> um has i think as uh, something along the lines of like um regulation well i don't uh, want to
0: get too specific in that just to be respectful of him so but, I mean, but it, it, it's been I'll really um, it's been really hard so okay. i'm gonna interject because i don't know it's like too much but
1: I, no i want to just clarify one thing it's like an issue transitioning from one thing to something else okay and it and what what i found in it is that he like we as parents have been trying to parent all of our children, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's not super great. Mm, and we are learning point. that lesson the hard way. Because mm-hmm. we, we didn't know any better. We just thought, oh, well, you strict. You stay on your guns. You, you create the plan. You get the chore chart. You do the stuff. You mm-hmm. be like really firm and loving and blah. And that has not worked for all of our kids. And we just didn't know until mm-hmm. we know now.
0: And it's almost like trying to, to uh, fit something square in a round hole, mm-hmm. right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm going to... Be rigid and buckle down on this, and I've I, you know what? I actually thought of this like ten minutes ago It's like, oh, you know, you have like open boundaries and rigid boundaries, kind of parenting style mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like I think that I've been kind of rigid on on we've totally we've been, been really rigid. rigid in a damaging way uh-huh. on how we parent and yeah. how we kind of view things, right? But all the while, I'm thinking, oh, we're open and growth mindset and this, mm-hmm. but it's it's honestly like I'm just talking to myself. Mm-hmm. I've been really rigid on certain things and what is the reason for them you know like sometimes if you're if if you have kids you're a parent you know you're like you know and you 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 say something has to be a certain way with a parent and and the kid just goes why and i'm like i don't know because i said so (laughs) because i said so and that's that's a level of rigidity that Mm -hmm. that just doesn't work and it hasn't worked and it's it's been like super, super stressful lately. Well, and
1: and it's caused chaos. So I think of like Dr. Dan Siegel talks about the a river and on one side is rigidity and on the other is chaos. And you're, mm. the goal is to stay in the center of the river, not on mm-hmm. either bank. Mm-hmm. And that is really what's been happening is that we in, in all of our, I mean, and it's, this has been really a, a weird journey, also like amazing and growth and helpful, but very, very hard, incredibly stressful for our marriage. But like people will comment in the, like the women's group and stuff. And they'll be like, Oh, you're doing the right thing. Like you're, you're doing so many good things. Like Mm -hmm. we, like we work on food and sleep. Like our kids don't play on phones and tablets. Like our kids have no blue light, no screen time. Like Mm -hmm. we try to do all these things, like all the things you're supposed to do. Um, but not realizing that our rigidity as, even in all of the good things we've been doing, and it makes me think of the church, to be honest, Mm. it's like how the church treats people, Mm. is that we're so rigid in all the good things, right? The saintly, godly things Mm -hmm. that we aren't flexible at all for what his actual needs are as an individual. And then what happens is we like catapult from that side over to the chaos side Mm because he can't deal and we can't deal because we think we get our, like everything ramps up when he flips his lid, we also mm-hmm. like flip our lids, but to the like, well, I guess I got to buckle down harder. Mm-hmm. More rules. I'll take everything away. I'll yeah. do everything harder because I love you. Right? Yeah.
0: And you just dig in and you think, oh. Yeah.
1: And all of it's totally like in love and kindness and we thought anyway. But in after reading or after starting The Explosive Child, it's kind of helping us see our inflexibility, our rigidness as parents mm-hmm. is actually harmful. As much as because it's loving, it's all, it's also harmful because mm-hmm. it's just not...
0: I think there's, there's a fear, and a lot of my clients have this too, who are parents, and I have it all over the place and don't even see it. Well, sometimes I see it. Um, a fear of like, oh, if I don't do this now, if I don't have this rigid structure or whatever, then they're going to be like a loser.
1: Terrible person. Terrible an adult. person
0: or whatever. You yeah. Know? Hi from Australia. Hey, Hi. that's awesome. What city are you in, Neil? And uh, you, we hey, we have this fear, but sometimes it's not, and that fear leads to rigidity. Well, I have to stick to these guns because, you know, when they're a teenager, they're just going to not do anything and be a bum and blah, 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 all this stuff. But that we're, we're future casting a lot. Yeah. And I think a lot of single folks do that too. Like, oh, well, I need the perfect wife or need the perfect husband. What are we going to do? We're future casting. What is it? Uh, worry is just borrowing trouble.
1: Well, what, what do you y- have? A worry. Saying? I mean, my mom always says something along the lines of like I'm not going to borrow trouble by worrying about something. But Joyce Meyer talks about worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. You're busy doing something, but you're getting nowhere.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. Perth. And the
1: Bible says, "Whom of you by worrying can add an hour to your life?"
0: With some wisdom. Um, what's up Rochelle? Oh.
1: I I we just wanted to kind of update Yeah. I what's been going on? It's been really really hard, but it's uh again, I say these a couple different things about it. Mm-hmm. One, new level new devil. We are trying to do some real <laughs> ish in this world, and I swear <laughs> to you, the devil's like, "Oh, I see you." And so it's like all the crazy crap just comes out of the woodwork. Right. So, I ain't I ain't doing it. I will do everything in my power and we will do everything in our power mm-hmm. to like make this something positive, we're gonna make right. it right, we are gonna change. We're That's reframing what we, it, yeah. Yeah, we need to change and we will change as parents and mm-hmm. as a couple and all mm-hmm. of that. But then the second thing too is that Like, as a total flip a bird to the devil, I'm going to make this something that helps thousands of people. Watch me. (laughs) Don't think I won't turn around and make a family podcast for mental health. I'll do it.
0: She'll do it. Okay, so another thing, another update, besides all of that other stuff, last week was amazing. We got to hang out (gasps) with our good friends, Paul and Robin, a bunch, and they're in from Florida, and they are super awesome. Go (laughs) be friends with them. And then secondly our first Seattle AOM meetup, right? We talked about it. So we did it. Fun. And it was it was really cool. There were about eight other couples there and some single folks were there too. And it was so chill, so fun. Like I always say, I love weddings, right? Because a wedding is everything great, right? Uh-huh. So who cares about getting married, right? But <laughs> you have a party. You have a bunch of family, and you have friends, and you have drinks, and you have food, and, and you ball. have dancing, mm-hmm. right? So all of that stuff. That's why I love wedding receptions. Why are you talking
1: about weddings? We talking about Seattle AOM meetup.
0: I know so we- because it's it's a that's what we did. Nobody got married, but we were with friends, and we were. uh Having drinks and having great food and having games, and it was awesome. So that's what's so fun about it, right?
1: Yeah, the wedding that wasn't a <laughs> wedding that we went to. You're the weirdest human ever.
0: This is a marriage podcast. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh, Kenan, air horn noise. He says. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so that's right. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you, yeah. everyone who came to it. And y'all, next one we have, you need to come to it. And we talked about having one in South Carolina because we're going there in October, mm-hmm. right? But please have them without us. Like if we can't make it to your AOM meetup, do it anyway. They are so fun. And legit, listen, if you are single and trying to meet someone else who's awesome and single and listens to AOM, mm-hmm. go to a meetup and have like a singles a hangout dance.
0: Maybe this podcast will produce good unions.
1: It's produced children. We can talk about that at <laughs> different a minute, time. It has? Yeah. The AOM Chicago con. What? <laughs> you what? knew that. We'll talk about I it. I don't later. remember that. Anyway, Ooh, it's a fun stuff. Sheesh, story. okay. But all right, so let's go on to our questions. Okay,
0: uh, let's see. Um, um okay.
1: This is a great question, it says, Whenever I get upset, my boyfriend gets mad, and whenever my boyfriend gets mad, I get upset. Mm. When one of the two happens, I normally it normally leads to a fight that is impossible to get out of because he gets more angry. I get more upset, and vice versa. Does anyone have any advice for these situations? It seems like every tiny issue we have can, com, can potentially explode into something big because we both don't know how to respond slash receive the other's emotions, at least in the way that the other wants them to be taken. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And this was asked in the women's group. So I wanted to... Uh, Say that first, but this so that's like
0: a feedback loop. When you get mad, I get mad. When when I get mad, I get upset, and mm -hmm. when I get upset, you get mad. So yeah, and
1: here's the I think the kind of the hardest part. Unless your uh, boyfriend listens to the podcast, which if he does not, I would suggest starting seeing if he will mm -hmm. have him listen to this episode. Right, but um, if he does not listen to the podcast, most likely you are the one responsible for stopping this cycle. Okay, Mm -hmm. because now you know how. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So and and this is common in all relationships where there is usually one partner who is stronger at this particular skill than the other. Mm -hmm. And I want to acknowledge that right off the bat explicitly because this is something that people um, get really irritated at, that they Mm -hmm. have to be the one to do it. Why does it always me? Why is it always me? And it's like, well, sometimes one partner is just stronger in that area Mm -hmm. than the other partner. And And if it's not going to be you, it's it's nobody, right?
0: That can flip-flop. We've often talked about how we change roles sometimes. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm way better, way stronger, and like more kick butt than Melanie. Mm-hmm. And other times it's her turn to do that. Yeah. Oh so yeah. It's it cycles. It definitely it's, can um, fluctuate. It
1: cycles and stuff. Answer the question. Don't start reading the comments yet. Go. What's the cycle of stopping the anger? Of you get mad, I get mad, you get mad. Do you oh, have okay. On that? Yeah.
0: First we identify it, and it's not just like, oh, I'm pissed off. It's not identifying Watch your it's, mouth. It's, <laughs> it's not identifying it that way because obviously you know when you're upset, you know when you're mad. It is. Okay. I'm, I'm upset right now. Here are the reasons I'm upset. How did I get there? Remember I talk about solution focused therapy and when is the problem not a problem Mm -hmm. or when is the problem a problem? You Mm -hmm. identify all the things around that. So you do some like sleuth detective work (laughs) around that, right? You're going to go sleuthing, you know, anger sleuthing and you figure out, okay, so what am I making up about that? Oh, well, there was other, you know, I had a crappy day at work or my mm-hmm. mom or dad said something weird or who knows what, or that person looked at me sideways. So you look at those things and just because, okay, why, why would, think about the logic of this. So you're mad, you're upset. Sure. Why would I get upset for you being upset? Lizard brain. Lizard brain. That's why. Right? I poke the lizard. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? We're all lizard brains and everybody's poking so, so everybody's lizard brain. So for
0: people who have no idea what that means, what does it mean? It's
1: your amygdala. So okay. it's the in-
0: again for <laughs> the inside part of
1: your brain like it's like the ancient part of your brain like the way down in the very middle of your brain is the part that does all of the reflexive type like if a something jumps or something scares you mm-hmm. you jump you're, you don't think about jumping. Your body does it on its own. That's mm-hmm. like a, a reflex that you have no control over. And your lizard brain... That's when you're
0: super scared or startled. Mm-hmm. That's when, like, you know, if you have adrenaline shots, you know, it, it's kind of like, oh, you, yeah. you, you just go. You're not thinking correctly.
1: And that same brain, that same... Li- I just call it the lizard brain. I think it's the most apt description. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brain gets poked super easily in certain people, especially if you have not developed the like higher functioning skill set to calm yourself down to mm-hmm. know what is and what isn't a threat. It's fight, mm-hmm. flight, freeze response. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's part of this whole cycle is that it's like if I get upset, I'm assuming when you get upset, you're like vomiting the upsetness onto your boyfriend mm-hmm. and then he goes, Ooh, lizard yeah. brain. I'm gonna get mad now. Oh yeah? And then you're just like two so lizards it has going like that. <laughs> 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 right it's the best thought
0: (laughs) i just think of like our lizard deuce who would go like that you know yeah um uh yeah so it's like and then when your boyfriend feels attacked or when you feel attacked what is the response you defend yourself right and then you go back to that you know kind of fight flight or freeze you're Mm -hmm. like defending yourself so no wonder that you both get mad and then then it's the cycle so take a break, slow down, do some breathing exercises. I ta- I, I call, it, well, the name of it is box breathing. Mm-hmm. Like, hold your breath for four seconds, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, don't do anything for four seconds. And you do that over and over, mm-hmm. like one round of a box breath. Uh-huh. It really helps to slow down. It helps you to, you know, like we talk about, you know, you flip your lid, here's your brain, oh, I'm crazy. Uh, you flip your lid, it helps you to bring your lid back mm-hmm. down. Then you'd be like, okay, you know, I mean, Everybody said, oh, take a deep breath, man. Go take a walk outside. Get mm-hmm. yourself out of the situation. I would suggest that. Otherwise, you're just going to go mm-hmm. back, back yeah. and forth. But
1: also, too, give yourself a real... Um, this is going to sound like a weird thing to say. I need you to not stare at stuff. Mm. Um, give yourself... It's like I use the lizard brain concept. I ask myself a couple questions too. When I'm feeling the trigger first sort of triggers of flooding, which I can always feel sort of viscerally in my stomach and like its throat, mm. I'm, I'm like, <gasps> like it's that feeling. It's the like <laughs> mad bull face on a cartoon. When, when
0: do you get that way, at me or like at kids? Or oh,
1: what? like if, uh, it's mostly like a combination of everything. If it's like the TV's on, you're telling the kids to be quiet, but the TV's on and you're on your computer. Like it's this weird sort of, uh storm overload yeah it's sensory overload and like no one's doing anything Mm. but i have to or like all the kids are like and you're trying to go somewhere Mm -hmm. right and so i can feel it and it's like the clenching teeth like like uh steam out the ears feeling Mm -hmm. before you freak out Mm. and so when i feel that feeling i ask myself is it going to help to like unload my anger on the kids right now Mm -hmm. no no It's not. It's going to make everything worse. So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing. But then the second thing is you have, I give myself like a funny visual, like the literally the lizards going like two (laughs) lizards, like (laughs) slapping hands at each other. Yeah. It's like, that is the dumbest thing I can think of. And that's what I'm about to do if I let myself get there. So that's the suggestion I would say for this, uh, for the the question is like, give yourself a question to ask yourself, is this going to help? Mm-mm, then mm-hmm. don't do it second thing do i look like an idiot lizard flapping my arms around like you're the one in guatemala or whatever going yeah!
0: costa rica <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> right so um <laughs> so so think of those things and hopefully that helps but thank mm-hmm. you for sending in that question
0: okay hold on let's hit some oh yeah there's uh, a bunch
1: of comments things. Ooh yikes
0: uh let's see if you're single and ready to mingle go to an aom meeting yes. that's right so tony says is that is that a personality Thing typing your emotions to someone else's emotions. Typing your emotions to someone mm-hmm. else's emotions. I'm, I'm not, not
1: saying don't care or be perceptive to your partner's emotions, but don't take it so personally. Maybe I'm a jerk. <laughs>
0: no, I don't think you're a jerk. it's I think it's, it's th-
1: like a, a numbers thing. For so sure. think about
0: it. There are mirror neurons going on, oh, yeah. and so like with kids, like you smile, a little baby, or a baby smiles at you you are mirror, mirroring your... Emo- reflecting. We'll reflecting. <laughs> reflective emotions. You're yeah. mirroring mirroring those emotions, right? Uh-huh. So same thing. Like if Melody's mad, I want to be attuned to her and be like, ooh. and but, plus I don't like yeah. conflict anyway. Well, think so of if-
1: like the most important person in your life. Mm-hmm. Like if, let's just say, it, maybe it's your mom or your grandmother or your best friend. If they come in and they're like super angry, you're not going to be like, hey, what's up? Right. You're going to be like, oh, gosh. Oh, what's going right? on, right? Like, and that is a, an actual is a mirror emotions it's a thing we do so mm. there's a, and some people can deal with it better than others like i <laughs> number twos on the enneagram so like my best friend pamela mm-hmm. is a two and she cannot like if you are mirroring to her that you're upset it's like her whole world is that mm. where i'm like get over it yeah. so yeah i'm a jerk too
0: <laughs> yeah you're a jerk okay savannah will you repeat the breathing method yes <clears throat> it's called box breathing You kind of like take a couple of deep breaths first, get settled down or whatever, and then you count four seconds. You don't breathe in. Just get all your breath out. Then you breathe slowly for a four-second count through your nose. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Then you hold. Then hold.
1: Two, three, four. Then exhale. Exhale slowly through your mouth. Three, four. Four. And then you hold it again.
0: No breath. Two,
1: three, four. If you want a sample of Mm -hmm. box breathing, go get the Get Your Marriage On app, which Ooh. I have listened to this. And Seth's mom, if you're listening right now, plug your ears. Uh, I did a meditation, uh, a sex and intimacy meditation to help couples get in the mood. Uh-huh. Sounds really weird, but it's not. And there's box breathing in the beginning of it mm-hmm. to help you like calm your mind. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, to like center your mind. Yeah. So, uh,
1: there's one another comment. Let's see. Okay. No, uh, that that's, way. that's all. Let's see. Oh, mention
0: something that typically makes you laugh like a common inside joke between you two. Yeah, something to we call that diffusing. De-escalate? Yeah. Yeah, well, sort of de-escalating, but more of like a diffusing the situation like, oh, the air is thick in here. Okay, we want to put some new nice smelly air like a diffuser. <laughs> right?
1: That's like the funniest, Zzz, uh, weirdest. All I can think of so, is like uh, like how we quote movies all the right. time. Right.
0: Okay, so these other questions and I want to give a little uh, disclaimer here. So, Mom, I'm not sure if you're still watching right now, but this is kind of embarrassing, but we talk about sex and everything else on this show in a very respectful way, and people feel uh, safe that we give good advice and uh, we talk about these things. So people are really open. So you're
1: such a nine. I'd have been like, Mom, unplug it.
0: Well, still. Uh, yeah, since I mom's um, on the
1: live, maybe. So maybe, anyway. So, okay. But Mom, our next if question here, is um, be very
0: respectful. Uh oh, a fire truck.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This next one's like a doozy. Well, the
0: next two are, are yeah. doozers. So. Um, okay. so
1: this one, and I want to, tr- if you're listening with children, this is not an appropriate question for children. Little ears should not hear it. Um, so it says, I would love your advice on something I've been struggling with for a while. My husband and I have been married for over 10 years and a few months before our anniversary, he told me that he had been unfaithful in the early years of our marriage at his work and allowed women to perform oral sex on him. I was devastated, but knowing that he had ended it on his own, been faithful for the many years following and had grown a lot since then, I decided that our marriage was worth saving and I wouldn't leave. I forgave him for his infidelity, but of course it still hurts when I happen to think of it. To this day... I have a hard time performing oral sex on him be- without thinking about this. Sometimes those thoughts take me out of the moment, so I often avoid it even though he enjoys it so much. I explain this to him, and he says he understands, but that doesn't keep him from asking for it. It's to the point that I feel guilty for withholding oral sex even though I am know my feelings are completely normal and I did nothing wrong. Do you have any advice when it comes to coping with your feelings about infidelity while also trying to... In- be intimate with your partner. Mm. I do have advice on this and lots of thoughts.
0: All right. Go for it.
1: Um. Well, for one, I would have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And this is just me. I'm real close to an eight on the Enneagram. And I will karate chop somebody. Right. But this man should not be asking you for oral sex. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I do not care what his feelings are on it. Forget. Mm-hmm. Forget. Or maybe another F word his feelings about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I just don't think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's okay at all mm-hmm. for him to be asking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just have lots and lots of feelings around that. That is all, I mean, to me, and I know it's not, but it feels abusive. It feels mm. like uh, just so, in a. I mean, and let me just, I, I don't know. I just want to say my thoughts on it so maybe that you feel like someone else gets what you're saying, but I don't think that's right. And I would be super like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. If that's what was going on, because
0: you, it's it. Does it feel like it's manipulative? Yes, sort of? of
1: course it does. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if I stole a bunch of our money and was like, "Debit card, please." Uh, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no, you don't get that. And not as a punishment, mm-hmm. as like a you could should be able to see that that is something you have done that is wounding. Right? Don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. So like it's know.
0: just obviously a very
1: stupid thing to ask for. Well,
0: well, yeah, okay. So um yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's like just almost not wise. <laughs> um mm-hmm. so uh
1: certainly not very thoughtful.
0: Mm-hmm. It still hurts. So yeah, let's normalize her feelings around this. Like it still hurts because well, it's devastating. Also, right?
1: it said it was only a year ago that he told her, "That's not a very long time." So that's, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is
1: really not a very long time. And healing from this type of thing takes a super long time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sorry.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know really where to go here. Like I agree with what you're saying. Um, there's definitely some objectification there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some objectification and, um, I, I don't, I don't know if manipulation is the the, the best word for it, but it's it's like.
1: It's so insensitive. It's, Maybe. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah. that
0: it, it's, it's insensitive, mm-hmm. right? So I'm super glad that there's been healing and there is a lot of like growth that's going on. The repair from the affair needs, still needs to happen. Yes. Huge rupture. Yes. yes. You know, sometimes we call it a schism. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, something happened. Something happened in whatever relationship or whatever history or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something happened that's not going to go away. And that rupture, that schism is something that needs to be like
1: fully Schism sounds as, like such a weird word. Well, it's um, a
0: ther- it's a, I know I it what. is, but
1: I think of this, and this is going to sound really weird and totally off topic for a moment. Mm-hmm. But like I think of a scalp wound. <laughs> like mm. so, one time Seth cut his head open with an ax. Don't worry about it. And it and it bleeds <laughs> like crazy, right? Because your scalp is super tight. Right. And it just goes, and then it bleeds everywhere, right? It bleeds so much. And to get, the so because the scalp is really tight, the mm-hmm. skin pulls away. Hope no one's really like blood weird on the podcast. Blood weird, you know what I mean? Like it was queasy.
0: Yeah, blood weird. Blood weird.
1: (laughs) That's a new word. But it, in order to heal that wound, it takes a lot of like strength and you've got to like have the right stuff you got glue things back together Mm -hmm. and it takes a really long time Mm -hmm. for the skin like for a scar to form for the Mm -hmm. scar to heal Mm -hmm. there's like the actual physical process of healing your body is very similar in my mind to the emotional relational healing that needs to take place in these kinds of things that doesn't mean that in five years from now you Mm -hmm. won't be able to do that with your partner and have it still be really enjoyable but i think the perpetually asking for that is like taking that scalp wound and like slicing it open each time. Yeah. It's, it's not like going a, to heal.
0: It's like a, a manipulation or a, or a, some sort of coercion that got him in trouble at work in the first place. Right. Yeah. So somebody says, I want to read these cause these are good. Um, Uh, Jenny says or no Rochelle says it's a reminder of what he did yeah Uh, yeah. then uh, Cookstrom says until then she holds the power with oral pleasure and then after that to consent is constant Uh, we're almost a year out and we are definitely still healing from this but Man, I don't know what I would do if my husband asked. I think there needs to be gentle consideration for the wife's heart. He has no idea what that feels like. Somebody else says, listen to the compassion, forgiveness, growing from an affair episode. And another thing that I wanted to say, too, is like... With
1: Rob and Jackie Wolf.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It's not... It's just not time for that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's like, okay, it's... Okay, so from the throw... So I cut my head open from throwing an axe at a thing, and it hit the back of my head, not cool and uh you know one hour after that three months after that it's not time for me to go throw axes again Uh right so Mm -hmm. it's like okay Mm -hmm. sure i'm also i'm super glad that healing and repair is happening but it's still a slow process Mm -hmm. it's like i yeah it's like dude no this is such a huge mess up Mm -hmm. it's like you can't even think of that well
1: and like to like even just the self-control and selfishness Like, the lack of self-control and the selfishness that has been woven into the healing process is totally detrimental. Mm -hmm. That, like, the wife is obviously feeling like, hey, this feels terrible still, and you're not, as a husband, you don't even seem to care. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just going to go ahead and ask for it again? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know. That, to me, would Mm -hmm. be, as you can tell by my very visceral response, would do nothing but, like... Mm -hmm karate chop hands all over the place
0: but maybe in the question more healing has been happening she's just saying like it still it still hurts you know and I don't know if he's made a complete 180 kind of turnaround so we don't know like also, the other healing that's going on. Yeah. So I understand. And, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but also want to be as yeah. objective as possible. For yes, sure. Yes, he needs to exercise self control. Yeah. Yep. And, and also, I think they need to go to a marriage and family therapist mm-hmm. to continue to to yeah. uh, expound upon the the good work, and then also for them to talk for her to talk about her uh, current feelings.
1: Yeah. I, I would say one more thing too. In this kind of process, as oftentimes women are not told, or we are not taught in our society to communicate what we want, need, think, and feel really clearly and kindly and well. And I want you to practice this if you can, if you think you can, if you don't think you can, don't do it. But what I would say is, um, this is how I feel about this situation, right? This makes me feel X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. When you ask for this from me, it makes me feel A, B, and Z. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to ask me for this for blank months. Mm-hmm. And when I feel ready... I will let you know. Please right. do not ask.
0: That's exactly right? what uh, Janie says. Explicitly give her the power. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe don't be as angry as I am. I'm super mad right now. But um, I just... You're not a
0: therapist. You don't know to how to, you know, put your feelings aside and... Uh, oh,
1: bottle them? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're super sarcastic too. So you wouldn't Whatever. be a good therapist.
1: <laughs> um, so thank you for the question though. And... I, I just want to thank everybody for their questions because it's so helpful.
0: Right. Okay, so this last question is awesome. It's great, but it's we're at 33 minutes. Do you want to do Of course
1: it? I want to do the question. Oh, my gosh.
0: All right. I ain't um, got no
1: breakfast to make for no kids. <laughs>
0: Any advice would be more than welcome. I'm having a hard time getting my husband to initiate sex with me. We used to be all over each other, but the flame seems to have fizzled. We've only been married three years. I keep telling him I want to spice things up, and I try to offer suggestions, but he hasn't been moved to try any of them. He will only initiate on a Saturday or Sunday morning when we first wake up and are still in bed. I feel that this is a little too easy and would like to be seduced a little more. I don't feel that sexy... I, I don't, I don't feel, feel that sexy with bedhead and morning breath. Now, So now whenever we have sex, I have to be the initiator, and I'm feeling very undesirable. We've been in therapy for this issue over a year now, but nothing seems to have helped. By the way, he has been tested for testosterone, and all is normal. We are both in our 40s, second marriage with no health issues. My teenage kids are with us 50% of the time, but otherwise we have plenty of time and privacy with no disruptions. Does anyone have a suggestion? Thanks in advance.
1: Again, this is in the women's group. Women's yep. group is popping. They are popping. Uh, uh, the first thing I want to say is if you live near the Seattle area or you've got the cash to fly out here, <laughs> you should go to uh, the Northwest Institute on Intimacy, so mm-hmm. com, and they have Passion for Life couples retreats. We went to one mm-hmm. in season one, two, mm-hmm. one. Uh, i don't know mm-hmm. what season it was, it was one. <laughs> but we went to one with dr tina shirmer sellers and deb thomas was there who was also has done episodes on our show mm-hmm. from, with sex therapy stuff and it is like the most amazing different thing you n- it is nothing like i anticipated right. every time someone talks about it or hears about it they're like a uh, sex retreat gross right but it really is nothing like that it talks about i mean it really is. Like, can't even explain it or mm-hmm. put it into the words. But you should go to one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can I think
0: it was $1,200. I don't remember. Maybe it was fifteen dollars Something like that. Yeah, I don't
1: remember. Mm-hmm. But it's like in a beautiful hotel. It's amazing. There's like wine and chocolate all over the place. Mm-hmm. It, it really is like out of a movie it feels like a dream mm-hmm. um and it's the most connecting uh intimate thing but in a way that you've never experienced mm-hmm. before and so i would highly suggest checking that out listening to dr tina's work anything with nwioi is great listen to those episodes mm-hmm. um but also there's there's a couple oh, dev thomas things.
0: says uh we have openings um for
1: 1995 mm-hmm. so yes it's worth every penny to yeah. go to these Are you things kidding? it's worth it it's it puts your therapy sessions to shame. Don't go to therapy anymore. Go to that. <laughs> um, but one of the things I would say, too, and this is going to sound like a subtle, weird whatever, but there's mm-hmm. an app called the Ultimate Intimacy app, and there are questions like um, conversation starters mm-hmm. in the Ultimate Intimacy app. There is a game. The whole app is a game, mm-hmm. uh, like a, it's essentially a sex game, which sounds so weird, but it was. Created by Mormons. It's great. It's fine. (laughs) Mormons are great. They're like the best. (laughs) I love them. So it's, but check out the Ultimate Intimacy app as well. And Mm -hmm. the conversation starters are might be a good place to start this conversation starting with your husband because it sounds like he just doesn't know what to do. And I know someone mm-hmm. similar to that.
0: So I wanted a, a hashtag real talk here.
1: Oh, hashtag real talk. <laughs> Get in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I have a problem with this too. And maybe I have low testosterone. I don't know. I've never been checked. But, um, yeah.
1: I don't think you have low testosterone. I think you have high anxiety. Yeah. And we've got crazy kids.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's part of it. And it's really weird. Like, okay, like I had... I was anxious last night. I mean, like despite all the stuff that happened over the weekend, I think uh, that, that level of anxiety that I had was proportionate to what happened, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like bonkers, but like you, um, I think alluded to something and uh, you were like, you were on your way home and i said hey what do you you know what's going on and you said oh i just want a glass of wine and some kisses from you i was like oh okay so that was being kind of flirty you know and i like got so nervous i was like <laughs> i don't know
1: that explains our night.
0: Right. Like, no
1: kids, no nothing.
0: Yeah. I A mean, glass kid, of
1: wine and stuff going. Kid,
0: kids weren't even here. And it was it was just, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm trying to figure out. And I mean, that's okay I hate that you every don't know. stupid No, but look, Second of it, too. I, but, it,
1: and I want everyone yeah. to who's watching and hearing to know it's okay that you don't right. know. And I'm not mad at you. Yeah. And we. I know,
0: but it just feels stupid and know like, but i have all kinds of negative self-talk and now we're ha- no now we're turning into a therapy self-talk. session right now
1: <laughs> well and i don't want you <laughs> right. to have negative self-talk because it mm-hmm. only increases the cycle it stays perpetually in right. that cycle and negative and self-talk is I'm, part of it
0: that's what i'm trying to break like this morning okay we're getting way off topic but i don't care like this morning on my run i didn't listen to headphones or a podcast or anything and i was just like talking to myself and thinking like because i can i am the the world's no, I'm not going to even put that out there. I am. Um, I have a hard time with like negative self-talk, and then just going, and then being overwhelmed with stuff, and then just going and going. You and going. do? Yeah. Hmm. Are you kidding? That are you, are you kidding? You don't I, know? I didn't know that. But yeah, listen it's, to it's me. It's rampant. But hold on. What I'm saying is like. Okay, um, you know, and that article, F Your Feelings, that you sent, are you about to cry? No, I was laughing. You said okay. it's
1: rampant. <laughs> 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 Negative self talk is rampant. Right. Um, the, uh, I, sent, thanks, I sent Seth an article. Yeah, it, it has it is, a swear word in it. It's
0: uh, by Mark Manson, which is great. And uh, he wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And then also, F Your Feelings. There's a lot of F bombs in there, yeah. but who cares? I don't care. He's
1: Scottish. No, that's the other guy. I'm just always kidding, it's them not um always get
0: confused. That's uh, Gary John Bishop. But anyway. I yeah, I was thinking, like, I, I just get caught in that cycle, and then it's overwhelming, and then it's uh, ha- then it produces anxiety. And then I don't want to listen to that anymore. I'm, like, just absolutely, like, that comes up. Nope, going this way. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, just, like, as fast as I can run from that and just get away from it. And it is so hard that I can't even think about it.
1: Let me tell you, it's going to get real nerdy. Just hold on. You're so, nerd. I heard a quote and I can't remember who it was from. It might, I my I I'm not going to even pretend I remember who it was from, but they said, "Do not listen to yourself. Mm. Talk to yourself." It was in the book I was just no. reading. No.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we listen and we don't talk no. enough to
1: ourselves. I can't remember what. Well, who cares what it was from? But anyway, mm-hmm. stop listening to your negative self-talk. I'm just hold on for one second. And start talking back to it. This is my Harry Potter moment, okay? Mm. What's your Patronus, my love? You need to find the strength that is already inside of you. Mm. Harry conjured a Patronus at the side of the lake when him and Sirius were getting... The Death Eaters were there, and it was Harry that saved himself.
0: I know. It wasn't
1: James. Isn't that so cool? It was Harry, and you can do that to yourself. And until I realized that I could like Patronus and talk to myself and stop the thoughts and like not let the fear come in, I was... Uh, like a slave to it, it the mm-hmm. cycle would never stop because I was the one in charge of the cycle. Mm-hmm. So, Patronus yourself, a Patronus charm, out of it, right? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But thank you for sharing that because yeah. I know that that's hard. And thank you for sharing the question about your husband not initiating sex, right. which is how we got to the Patronus. So,
0: okay, so this is this is weird. So maybe, just maybe, your husband has anxiety around it. You know, it's not like I don't find you attractive or whatever, but it's just like it's so. It's like, uh, and this is so like counterintuitive, but like, sex and intimacy as work. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, it's the most. Um,
0: like, it, it's it's like it's like taking
1: down all of your defenses. It's the most vulnerable thing you can do, Ugh. and that's why I think it's You're not just
0: getting more overwhelmed.
1: Well, don't. I'm sorry, I don't want you to get overwhelmed, but I want, I want to say as the. I, this is often something I feel, where I enjoy sex. I don't have a problem with it, right? And But Seth has a lot of anxiety around it. That doesn't mean we don't have sex regularly, but mm-hmm. I think there's, like, like I did, I flirted with him last night, super intentionally, like, all I want is a glass of wine and kisses. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. And I came home, and I didn't even connect it until you said it. I thought you were just really tired. But it was like, he was gone. You were just gone. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's okay. And I'm not going to get all weird about it, like, I get it. stuff's hard. We've got a really challenging family stuff going on. Like we're trying to get this property. There's lots going on. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to like let the wife know that I know what that feels like mm-hmm. to feel like, what am I like an ugly piece of crap? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I gross? <laughs> but whatever, I got a good night's sleep. So it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for sending in your questions. <sighs> thank you for everyone for hanging out. Thank you for being vulnerable. And let's find that Patronus together. Yeah, that I love. that's
0: a good point. Um, thank you
1: but anyway send in your questions to hello at anatomy of marriage but before we wrap up i want to tell you what's going on so we i want you to and when i say i want you to do something Mm -hmm. i am serious when i ask you on instagram to share your favorite episodes and you do nothing Mm -hmm. it makes me so (laughs) mad so please tell me your favorite episode because we want to use it as a resource in our new premarital series that's coming up right Mm -hmm. so we're creating a premarital it's all created we're just getting Mm -hmm. it all like created onto the website
0: multiple videos multiple podcasts so much
1: stuff it's an entire yeah. podcast series that's seven hours long it's exclusively about premarital stuff it's so cool mm-hmm. and we want to give our newlyweds seriously dating and engaged couples your favorite episodes because mm. y'all listen and you know which mm-hmm. ones have been most impactful we've gotten some responses already the manis friedman one, um, Oh yeah <laughs> that was great men yeah. and women should never talk <laughs> like that episode you want a
0: pina colada? get a pina, get pina, a pina right. don't get married don't get married
1: uh, a lot
0: of enneagram episodes have been mm-hmm. really powerful the adult attachment disorder yeah was one of our really good ones mm-hmm. and so please mm-hmm. send
1: in your favorite episodes let us know which episodes have impacted you the most so that we can set our newly engaged seriously dating couples and newly married couples up for some success mm-hmm. and seriously when i do stuff on instagram please respond
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh rochelle says the shame and guilt episode that one's huge
1: oh yeah um, that's dr stosny
0: yeah that um, one's super how can we choose a favorite all of them, all of them. <laughs> well thank you for that oh, compliment no, so however let's get specific let's on this stuff thank you seth and melanie you're welcome so many guys have anxiety thanks for sharing yeah i know it's weird deb i almost was like wanting to feel overwhelmed and like cry but it was like uh we can it's too hard we'll to find cry. our
1: patroni we got yeah this. we'll find
0: it so we got this we do all thanks.
1: right thank you for hanging out with so, us have an amazing day! All right,
0: yep, you guys are awesome. Longest podcast episode ever, so not really. We love you
1: and <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. All right, bye. All right, bye.